the kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 23. So when last we left you, you had gone to Varnholt. Yes! For their royal wedding. Yes! Of Van Thorn and Jamandi Rao. Yes! You were the king maker book, which I'll probably need at some point. Um, I thought it was possible we'd get back to the plot. <laughs> who says this isn't? <laughs> well, I can see that you were looking at a handout over there. Yes. Can you see how many pages of handouts are in here? <laughs> thousands. Thousands. Anyway. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to wrestle a bear or not? I do want to wrestle a bear. Wait, I didn't think that was one of the... Um, Crazy Ernie's bear wrestling. Oh, right. I forgot about the bear wrestling. How could you forget about Crazy Ernie? I didn't forget about Crazy Ernie, I just forgot about the bear wrestling. Alright, so you have met a bunch of people. Do you yes. want me to uh, yeah, it's re- been a bit remember this for you? Um, so, I remember the um, half-orc general who was a disgrace to half-orcs everywhere. Yep, so Van's, Van, what remains of Van's council... Yep. Uh, is him, Jumandi, Maester Pedro, the um, Cyclopean Gr- ruin um, historian, ma- yeah, mage historian. Ma- Magister, yep. Uh, Crazy Ernie, the druid treasurer. Yep. Uh, and Garnak Bonepicker, the half-orc general supported by the, the Church of Gorham. Yep. Um, elsewhere, you had 38th as Pytax's representative. Yes. Um, Belzus Thorn had appeared. Yes. Um, Lady Quintessa Moray from um, Fort Drelev yep. and Hannah Drelev had teleported into town. Yep. Um, uh, Darman Jot is for here. A di- for a dirty weekend. To, no, to attend this royal wedding. Yeah, they seem super enthusiastic. Uh, Darman Jot, the awesome. half-orc of Mivalon. Awesome. Lending me aid and convincing people that all all half-orcs are not like Garnet Bonefigure. And Eugenia Varadu. Ver- Excuse me while I die. Uh, Eugenia Varudu, Dagamarch General, who was a little old lady. Yes, a very cool little old lady. Mm-hmm. Alright. And the conception being that you had had all these people showing up over the last evening and one or two days. Yep. 
Um, had you spoken to Eldest Thorn? Yes. Yep, you had. I can't remember whether we'd done that or not. Yeah, no, um, yep. we had a scene where we um, talked about Tristram and I suggested that he go and talk to Tristram and he didn't. Yep. We talked about Bryn and, you know, he explained that you don't actually have to marry the girl you're in love with and yep. I went, uh-huh. And, um, you know, he congratulated, he wished me his best. So... Onward with the festivities then. Yes! Okay, so when you get up the next morning, um, it is basically heading towards the the grand event is going to be the wedding towards um, late afternoon, evening. Yep. Um, and there are a wide variety of events leading up until that, the last of which is the grand melee. Yep. Um, which you can go around and find out who's participating in or not or what have you. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to just see who turns up when we get there. Um, the other one that's going on are line fencing duels, which are the Eldori longsword. But they're not, you're not obliged to use an Eldori longsword. They're just a traditional contest for yeah. that. Where you basically endeavour to fence people back and forward over the line. Yeah. Um, like very classic fencing style yeah. stuff. Uh, you have the windmill tilt, where you are jousting a rotating sign, trying to bash it as hard as you can, spin round and round and round and round. Yep. You have catch the grease centaur, yep. which is a pig with um, hooves and antlers stuck at hooves and um, yep. fur and things stuck onto it. Um, and when you walk along, you will see the guy that was introduced to you as um, Ernest the Treasurer, yep. <laughs> aka Crazy Ernie. Yeah. Um, is the wild-eyed old Doc Brown man um, who has a bear that is not in a cage in any way. It is just sort of stumping around next to him. Um, and he's got a sign-up of... Uh, he's got a sign-up that says, Wrestle the Bear, Win Fabulous Prizes. Yeah. Win prize. And he's heckling people as they go past. Come on, young man! You look like a strong young man. Come on, impress your lady by pinning the bear. Rawr! says the bear don't worry I've had him declawed and he didn't enjoy that much so he's in a really bad mood I'm just kidding <laughs> you step up and you see if you can pin this bear and eventually he heckles some guy into attempting to, to get up and pin the bear and of course the bear just slaps him around and pins him yeah doesn't actually appear to hurt him in any way the yeah. bear is obviously extremely well trained yeah but that, if it's a druid animal companion that's not very surprising Okay, yes, so I want to have a go at pretty much everything except the line fencing, which is a bit, um... Well, I'd do that if there weren't more interesting things, but there's plenty of other cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I want to have a go at windmill tilting and wrestling the bear and catching the pig and definitely the grand melee. Okay, so the grand melee is the last thing up before the, um... before the main event of the yeah. wedding. Um, you... So the plan is at the moment I'm going to be in my light leather armor and, um, you know, I'll change into my fancy full plate again with with crown for the actual wedding ceremony. Yeah, you'll have plenty of time. Yeah, so. but, uh, you know, it's not very... Because this is pretty much an ongoing village feat throughout yeah. the day. So what grabs you first? Uh, Woodmill tilt. Okay. So... <coughs> You take your horse, because of course you've ridden out here on your yep. own horse. Um, there are a handful of them made available for people who don't have them, but you might as well have your own. My horse is better. Uh, and what it is, is basically they've got a field set up with painted lines going all the way down it, 
and at about mid-length down the row of lines, there is what is essentially a crude a crude mannequin with a shield sticking out the side of it. Um, and the idea is you ride down and you smack into the shield as hard as you can. That causes the mannequin to spin round. And as you watch a couple of people do this, you will see uh, less skilled riders ride down, whack it really hard, and the thing spins around, bashes them in the back of the head, and knocks them off the horse before they can ride on fast enough. Yeah. Um, other people flail wildly and miss the sign altogether, basically yeah. picking up zero points. Some people focus on really hitting it and see how many spins they can they can get out of it. Some people focus on accuracy instead, etc., etc., etc. Okay. And the grand prize for whoever has achieved the most of this at the end of the day is a mule. Okay. <laughs> it's like a thirty gold mule. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I have no desperate need for a mule, but I still want to compete in the tournament. Yep, yep. Okay, so so am I using my own lance for this, or what? What do you hit the? What do you hit the? Uh, if you if you have your own lance, then you are most welcome to use it. So it will provide you with a generic one, if not. Cool. No, I'm but it's it's not like this is. Um, you know, a highly regulated contest. If you yeah. have your own masterwork lance, you're welcome to use it. Sweet. Unlike, um, what, from what you're familiar with, with the Rushlight tournament, because they want it to be a contest of skill rather than money, it's very specifically, they give you generic specific weapons that you have to use in lieu of your own. Yeah. It's just so that you can't show up and win with your 50,000 gold plus 5 axe. Yeah. Uh, however, here, um, it's much less official and formal and less of a big deal. Yep. Uh, so, if you wish to do this, uh, there are a couple of steps involved with it. Okay. Um, you need to ride down the field as fast as you can, yep. essentially, um, which is a ride check. Yep. Um, you can set your DC at reasonably high, at high, medium, or low before you go down, which will get you going in faster. Yep. Um, then you need to actually hit the sign. Yep. Um, the faster you go, the more spins you will get on it. Um, the You need to actually hit it in the first place. Yep. But there's definitely an incentive to power attack it, which is what many people are attempting to do. Yep. Um, because the more damage you deal to it, the more you will spin it, essentially. Yep. Then you need another ride check to actually ride on before the thing spins around, whacks you in the back of the head, and potentially dis- either dismounts you... If it hits you, if it hits you, it could dismount you, or at the very least, it'll slow down number of spins. Yep. Does that all make sense? Perfectly. Okay. So we see Kaylin step up, his leather armor, reach it down, hoffs the lance, tucks yep. it under one arm, clips the horse, pull, pushes the knees into the horse. Yeah, get out. And you rush down the field towards this. So what am I looking at DC-wise? Uh, you are looking at DCs of... These, these are the right DCs, yeah. obviously. Uh, that is 25, 15, and 10 for faster, fast, medium, slow. 25 is pretty high. Yeah. That's like you just ride absolutely full tilt, balls out towards it. Yeah. If I fail, if I fail my ride check, what? If I fail my ride check at a high speed, what happens? Uh, then you achieve 
nothing. You can still hit the thing. Yeah. But you don't get any momentum boost from um, the the level of... Basically, you get a certain number of spins automatically if you hit yeah. it, based off the level of speed you're hitting at. If you fail if you fail what you're attempting to, then basically you go in too fast, you clip it on the edge, it still spins, but your momentum is essentially useless to you. Okay, you, so you ride yourself into the wrong position. I will go for a I will go for medium speed. Okay. DC fifteen right. And I pull it off. Yeah. As it turns out I should have gone for high, but I didn't know it was gonna roll a sixty. Um and you you will get you know several goes at this, but they're basically all amalgamated in yeah, this no, result. That's fine. Okay, so it's a right check. Okay, now as the shield comes into view, it's a relatively small target. It's not a proper shield. It's a carved wooden target, essentially, um, in the shape of a shield, painted bright red on one side, dead white on the other. And you endeavour to smack into it with your lance. Yes. So, does this qualify as charging? Uh, no, because it's subsumed by um, other things. Okay, so the question is, do I want to power attack it? That is the question. Um, I will go for one point of power attack. Okay. So that is a twenty uh, twenty-five to hit. Yeah, you smash it with copious ease, and you hit it with a good chunk of force, and it begins to spin. And before you roll damage for it, yep. Uh, can you give me another ride check? Because you need to hit this thing as hard as you can, and then ride on before it swings around and hits you in the back again. Oh, nat twenty, the second ride check. Okay, which I presume nets you something usefully impressive. Uh, Thirty-three. Yes. Okay, so you charge down, smack the thing, and then just boom it right on as fast as you can go, and it comes around swinging back at you. You know, shaved towards the back of your neck, but you duck and curl the horse away, and you are long gone. Okay, roll for damage. Roll for damage. Okay, so that's nine plus my point of power attack, which I get to add twice because Correct. it's a two-handed weapon. So that's eleven at um, factoring in the medium speed. Okay, so Caleb rides down, concentration on his face. Dun, 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 dun. Smack! You hit the thing, and it goes. Walk and spins. It's got a sandbag waking it on the other end. And you ride hard on out of the range of the shield as it spins back around, out of the range of the sandbag on the rope as it swings around at your head. And turn around where you see it go woof once really fast, woof twice, woof three, four, five. It's definitely slowing on six. Clicks round to about seven and a half spins. Awesome. Seven points total. Cool. And you don't um, win or lose at this point. They basically record your total against everyone else's. So I'm basically just competing in all these things and then they'll announce who won the contest at the end style of thing? Pretty much. Cool. Um, like, the idea is that... Um, for this, the, the grand melee will be pretty obvious who's left yeah. standing at the end. The... Um, 
catching the centaur is about who does it the most successfully, if anyone manages it in the first place. Um, I.e. who does it the fastest. Yeah. And same with this, basically. They record that you've got, that you've achieved seven spins of the windmill tilt. Yep. So, I want to go wrestle a bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, incidentally, you are currently winning that one. You cool. can clearly see on the list of about a dozen people they've got on there, the next guy out has three. Yep. Awesome. Brush it off. Slightly smug. Ghost go wrestle. He wants to go wrestle a bear. You go up to Crazy Ernie. He you. Hello, young man. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Your Majesty King Caleb uh, <laughs> of Thorn Hall. Don't worry about it. Uh, so you've got a bear that wants wrestling, have you? Uh-huh. This is Ernest the bear. Says Ernest. He looks pretty tough. Well, I've... He, he, keeps, his, he keeps his claws in. Ernest raises his paws. He hasn't been got his claws yeah. literally popped in. He says, so rest assured, you won't, rest assured you won't get hurt. And young man, I have a unique... Even magical prize, you could say, should you manage to do the impossible and pin Ernest. The bear. The bear is just kind of like, whatever. (laughs) Come gather round, he starts shouting, you know, see the king wrestle a bear. (laughs) This rival king of Stagthorn will challenge this bear in a contest of brute strength. Masculinity and bear wrestling wrestlitude. <laughs> awesome. The bear has literally, obviously, been trained like a circus animal. It raises its paws like a box around its head. It goes. Calvin will start doing it too. And then steps across from you, watches you, and you go for each other. And can you roll me initiative versus bear? See who gets the first um, crack yep. at this. I think the bear is going to kick my ass. But, you know, if I ever have any character that can beat a bear at wrestling, it's going to be this guy. Eleven. Versus three initiative. Okay, I can beat um, a bear at initiative. So the, the basic conception here is... Sorry, I don't actually think I explained these rules. To no, you. no, I got a bit overexcited. But, but it's grapple the bear and pin the bear. That's yep. pretty much all you're allowed to do. That's all the bear is allowed to do to you. Sweet. Unsurprisingly, you're not allowed to punch the shit out of it. Yep, no problem. Because, you know, he doesn't want you to either kill the bear or the bear to kill you. Okay, so... Okay, so you get the first grab. Yep, so I'm going to make a grapple check on the bear. Touch attack first. Uh, touch so attack. So you can successfully Oh, sweet. Well, I'm glad, because I don't want this roll to be my grapple roll. Uh, so that's um, just my standard base attack bonus, isn't it? Plus your strength. Ah, yes. Stand, standard melee attack. Yep, so that's a 9, uh, plus 9 is 18. Okay, you grab the bear with it, yep. it's a big, it's a big grizzly. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured I could... Snag a handful uh, of health. That's a, bit, that's a bit better. Grab and it. for the grapple check, I got a 23. Okay. That, that, that doesn't do it, I'm probably not going to fare well. You grab the bear and try and get a good grab on him. And the bear... <laughs> tries to throw you off this grapple and fails. Sweet! I have grappled the bear. Now it's the bear's turn to try and break the grapple. So. So opposed grapple checks for the bear breaking the grapple? Yep, yeah, the bear pushes you back and forward. Oh dear. Uh, 15. 21. The bear wins. And the bear goes and seizes control of the grapple. 
Ah, so we're still in grapple, but the bear's got control. Yes. Last. Okay. Now it is back to you. Okay, I'm going to try and... So essentially you, you need to win... One of you needs to win two checks in a row to gain yeah. control of the grapple. And, and then... And then pin him. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to try and gain control of the grapple back. Uh, and that was a good roll. Uh, 24. Yep, that is yours. Cool. And <laughs> Until you wrestle in a circle, a bear tries to pull you into a headlock. You yep. slip out and full melt of the bear. Yep. Uh, bear, bears attempt to gra- take control of the grapple. Oh, sweet. This is what I need. Uh, 26. Bears flail feebly at you. Cool. And now I'm going to try and pin the bear. Now I'm going to try and pin the bear. Oh, dear. I rolled a 1. So did he. Ah, that's a 10. Yeah, his grapple, however, is higher than yours on account of being a bear. Okay, so he gets another attempt to break the grapple. So you try and pin him back and actually start wrestling him towards the ground. The bear bends backwards, actually hits the ground, then shoves you off it. Yep. In your face. Yep. Bear attempts to take control of the grapple. Bear fails. Okay, sweet, I got a 14. Yep, bear fails. Yep, okay, and one more try on the pin. Yep. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 24! So the bear sort of pushes you too far. Push it, pushes you to try and break the grapple and comes at you in the classic bear hug. Yeah. And as he does so, you, start, you sort of pivot slightly, slip to one side, trip him with one foot as he goes past. The bear stumbles. You grab him from behind, face plant and roll him over, pin the shoulders down, and Crazy Ernie slides down. One, two, three! Waves his hand in the air, and there is a ding, 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 ding noise of a bell going off, despite the fact there's no bell there. Yep. As he casts ghosts out. Yep. <laughs> I'm beginning to see how he got the name. <laughs> Actually, he's kind of awesome. I wouldn't say no having him on Tim Caleb. <laughs> and the bear stands... The, the Your winner! And the bear pinning champion of the Van Hall Marital Festival, King Kalen of Stagthorn! The crowd, you know, woo! Yeah. Bats and cheers. Kalen's clearly pretty pleased with himself. And Not everybody can pin a bear. The, the bear comes over to you, reaches out, takes your hand, and lifts it up in the air. Kale will clap the bear on the back in a manly fashion. Oh, the bear does the same to you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I pin the bear. I'm hardcore. Crazy says, Now, a rare and magical prize. He says, These will appear to be only ordinary berries, young man. will sustain you for an entire day and night on this one berry alone. How? It's magic. Good berries. And he hands you some good berries. Sweet. They don't keep, do they? No. Didn't think so. Well, they, they do, but, you know, for a couple of weeks. So Sweet, that's, that's fine. It's not desperately worth recording yeah, more, no, well, more they, on um, your inventory, because they're one hit point apiece. And, um, yeah, yeah. Ke- kill them, we'll eat them at some point, probably yeah. when we're on the road and travel rations are our alternative. Yeah. But he will thank Crazy Ernie very much for his very, very awesome bear. Uh, Crazy, he will thank Crazy Ernie and the bear for a very satisfying contest. Okay, now I'm going to go try and catch the pig. And I'm not going to succeed at this one because this is all going to be dicks. But I'm going to try, dammit. Yeah. 
So you step up to catch the greased centaur. Yep. Um, and the, the the rest of these are um, not being run by uh, um, councillors so much yeah. as just citizens of Barnhole. Yeah. And the guy explains to you, the guy says, the guy says ah, King Caelan, your majesty, please, come over, let me explain to you the rules. And he, in a very non-showmanshipy fashion, yeah. takes you through, basically, they have a pig in a cage over here. Classic, you know, the cage where you lift it up and the pig runs out. Um, the pig is allegedly disguised as a centaur, i.e. it basically has strips of fabric that are that are fur with a hoof, you know, a very crude stone little hoof painted on the end. Yeah. Stuck to each leg. Yeah. Um, and then it's got a kind of vague torso sewn on, so vague torso shirt sewn onto it with abdominals and a bit of chest hair. Yeah. It doesn't really in any way, shape or form, look like a centaur, but it's yeah. a good mockery. Yeah. Um, and he basically explains, right, you stand here in this sort of rugby catching position and we let the pig go. We slap it on the arse and it goes, oink, 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 oink. you're doing this inside a fenced off area so the yeah. pig can only escape you yay far. This is after last year's incident. Yeah. Um, right. So, you stand there ready, and he slaps the pig, and... <laughs> the pig comes running towards you, and of course, at the end of the day, catching a pig is certainly something that's not in any remotely beyond your skills. Yeah. There's two problems here. A, you're trying to do it as fast as possible. You've got to grab the pig, pick it up, and carry it back to the cage. Yeah. And stick it back in again, essentially. Um, but the problem is, of course, the pig is covered in grease. Yes. Which is what makes this difficult. Yeah. And it rushes between your legs, and can you give me a reflex save? How fast are you? Uh, Eleven. Not very fast. Okay. Your fingers fumble at the pig. As it scoots between your legs, you... you barely close your hands slightly on the side of it and yeah. it slips past and you have grease on your hands. Um, you can now see basically that this is eventually going to get easier because you're going to knock respectively more and more grease off the pig every yeah. time you fail to do this. However, it is costing you time and rounds yes. essentially. Uh, and then the pig turns back around, continues to run round and you recognising the futility of chasing an animal that is faster than you are, yeah. you wait to try and cut it off as it comes back by, and can you give me another reflex save? Uh, woohoo! Uh, 27. And this time your arms do close around it as it tries to scoop past you. Can you make me a touch attack? Uh... Same standard melee attack. Yep, yeah, so 17. Okay. You grab the pig. You catch the pig as it goes by, catching it by the hind legs and trying to yep. grab it. It tries to kick you a few times and slip away from you. Yep. And now you've got to basically maintain a grapple on it um, as it tries to kick you, slip out of your arms, and slip away. So can you now give me a, a grapple check? Okay. These are set DCs as opposed to... 17. And you grab the pig by the legs, haul him backwards, tuck him under your arm, and grab onto him. And you've got a good, good grip on him here as you try and drag him towards the cage. Now, the pig is way too small to effectively resist you taking it across the, across the field. Yeah. Take back to the cage, and now you've got a problem, because now you need to open the cage and stick the pig back in there. 
I can't post him over the slide? No, it's it's one of those... It's, it's oh, a slot door that raises up. Oh, right. So you've got to shove him back in there and then push the door down. Oh, okay, yep. None of which is terribly difficult. It's just that your arms are occupied by pig. pig yes. Um, so, if you had cunning... Um, Repairy, sleight of hand, disabled devicey style skills. Here yeah, you could use them. I do not have any of those things. So. Uh, in your absence of it, you need to keep a hold of the pig. Yeah. While you try and shut the cage. So, can you give me another grapple check as the pig squeals and thrashes? Uh, that would be a twenty-one. Okay, so you lock the pig under one arm. Yeah. Try and hold it as tight as you can, and lift the cage door back up. You've got the yep. cage door with one hand. All you need to do now is shove the pig back in. Yep. Which is not a grapple check because you're actually letting it go yep. as you push it back in. It is, of course, a... Uh, it is dexterity first, then strength. Okay. Basically, you've got to be able to keep a hand on the greased pig to stop it slipping past you. One hand holding the cage, one hand holding the pig's face, essentially. Yep. Keep a hand on the pig as it tries to slip past you, then be strong enough to shove it back in. Yep. If you're sufficiently strong, you can overcome the fact that you haven't got a very good push on it. Yep. So, dex okay. first. Dex first is... Ooh, 30. Okay. And strength? Uh, 21. Okay. As I roll poorly <laughs> on the strength. Yep, but it's a pig. Yep. And you've succeeded amply on the dex check. Yep. So, you get the easy DC for the strength one. Okay, so you're holding the cage with one hand, you shove the pig back in hard, it stumbles back a couple of steps, in the whole way, and you let the door go, chunk, goes the cage, the pig runs forward, bang, on the cage door, and the guy looks quite, the guy looks quite startled, um, and a new record time of 12 seconds to catch the Greece Centaur. <laughs> Where were you when the wars were happening? <laughs> Killing trolls. <laughs> they're, not as di- they're not as flippy. <laughs> God, I'm kicking ass and taking names. Yep. And I had basically took you two rounds. You yes. missed the first round. Yep. And then caught him on the second one. Yes. You have ca- caught the Greece Centaur. I wasn't expecting to succeed at that one. That's like when I did good at the knife throwing of all things. I fluked because I fluked the knife throwing in the founding day, even yes. though there wasn't a hope. Of, it shouldn't have been a hope of me winning it. it. Was just as well I lost the drinking contest, where everyone would have said they'd been rigged. I didn't lose. I just got beaten by Corbin. Which, in all fairness, could have happened to anyone. All right, and that's it for a while. Yep. And as you wander around the. Um, the field looking at what else is going on, you will see a couple more things. Yep. Um, I want to go find Bryn and, you know, and see if she wants to have a go at the pig thing and that kind of thing. Uh, Bryn is actually up in the line for the line fencing jewels. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, of all odd things. It yep. doesn't exactly seem like her bag. Um, and as you go up there, she gets to the front of the queue talks to the guy, talk, talks briefly to the guy um, running it, then steps slightly out of the queue and a few more people go by, and you'll see they're basically pairing people up as they come up, and then knocking people out one after the other, putting them back in the line, etc, etc. And she's actually stalling in the line until she gets the opponent she wants, who is coming up the other side, that would be Eldest Thorn. Ah! 
and the guy running it, it endeavours to offer her, you know, a long sword or a pole arm or something, and she just, I do not need such things. But, but, uh, he looks at her speculatively, uh, knows she's obviously a foreign dignitary because she's, she's obviously not from Tamsin. Uh, milady, <laughs> uh, this, this is, dueling is tradition, dueling is traditionally done with weapons. <clears throat> is it required? Uh, no, but, um, uh, you won't be able to block a blow effectively unless you actually have a weapon to block it with. <sighs> Let me take care of that. He sort of looks, the guy looks round for help. <laughs> and, um, it'll be right. Give her a go. Because obviously he doesn't want the foreign diplomat, the, yeah. the foreign visitor maimed <laughs> yeah. by Brivoy's ambassador. Yeah. Um, and he steps up. He, he says, uh, "As you wish, just end." Lets her step up onto the line, um, and Elder Thorn steps up on the other side. And he, of course, has a very nicely made, um, gorgeous Eldori longsword, yeah. jeweled, and all the rest of it. House of Thorn markings on it, and he looks across at her. This is not a game, young lady. No. Contest of sport. Skill. Prove something here. I'll just watch this for a minute. Rest his eyebrows. I am not an amateur. There is every chance you will be not only beaten but thrashed here. You sure you want that? <clears throat> you talk big for an old man. <laughs> <laughs> And he actually gives a little small wry smile this. As you wish then. <laughs> Shh. On guard. <laughs> and she drops into a crouch. Yes. And would you like to roll this out? Yes. Yes I would. Okay. So. Uh, this is basically um, the, the deliberate point is to hit the other guy's sword. Yeah. Because and, and push them push him back rather than actually damage him. Because she's foregone having a sword, she's going to literally, you know, kick him in the sword yeah. and vice versa. Which he doesn't seem to blink at, not yeah. to she, obviously. Because she's proficient in arm strikes, it's not a problem for her. Um so it is opposed attack rolls to try and push each other back and forward. Yep. Um, as opposed, like bull rushes, but it's a matter of skill rather than strength. So, uh, Bryn has a plus eight. Yep. As for standing attack bonus. Um, or two plus sevens if you wish to flurry instead. Oh, which okay. you can do. Yep. Um, failing one flurry, fa- failing the extra flurry doesn't mean he'll get to push back. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay, so initiative. Alright. Uh, seven. And Zelda's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's got 19 on the dice. So yeah, yeah. It's, and he steps up. And the two of them step into the middle. They've got this 30 foot line along. Uh, and in fact. Sense to you? Yes. Alice and Brew? Yep. Okay. And he 
watches her for a brief moment, and then steps steps in with the longsword, swinging at the side, and makes an opposed attack roll against her. Okay, so I'm rolling Bryn's attack? Yes. I'm rolling Elder's attack, surprisingly. Yes, so Bryn got 17. Okay, and he swings at her um, fairly slowly, uh, might or might not be actually pulling his blow, mm. and she literally catches the sword on her palm, it cuts her slightly, and she just squeezes down on it, and then flicks it away. Huh. Interesting. Okay. And then it's her. Okay, so she's got a plus eight to attack or a plus seven if she makes a flurry attempt. Correct. And he only gets the counter on the first one, right? Uh, he, he counters both of them, but he can't push her back extra, yep. actually. Okay. Um, so she is indeed going to flurry him. Okay, so first roll is uh, 23. Uh, that will beat him. Back he goes. Okay. And then she gets another. She obviously steps up with yep. him. Uh, 21. And now braced on that one, he double hands the long Yep. That's his roll. Quick. Skilled. Where did you learn to fight like that? And she growls at him. <clears throat> Not in noble courts. In woods. Really interesting. In that case, you won't be aware of Caparetti's defence. Crit threat! Oh dear. Uh, Bryn got a 12 to counter. And then you roll another opposed check to see if he confirms the crit essentially pushing her back extra. Okay, uh, that was better. Uh, 24. Which he will not, so he will just push her back. To the mid mark. Yeah. Good. Not quite good enough. Come at me again. And she's going to flurry him again. Yep. And fail. The first one is a mega eight. Yep. He gloriously um, deflects that. Yep. And then. The second one is a better 21. And he will equal that. Right. So they both stay standing. Okay, and it's his turn again. Okay. Then he swings the sword round, watches her, watches as she's bouncing up on the feet, and then instead of slashing with it, uses it as a piercing weapon, and stabs out her feet several times for a full set of dance backwards. Uh, 20. That's at 12. Okay, so that is a victory by 5. So Bryn is pushed back towards the edge. Yeah. What's she going to do about it? She's going to make a straight attack instead of a, instead of a flurry. Yep. To get enough of a bonus to counter back in. But she is rolling excessively poorly, I feel bad about that. So is he. Uh, this particular one. Oh, well, that's good. Um, so that's a 13. Okay, he steps in overconfident at this point, and she just lands a good solid shove against his chest under the blade. 
Steg is back in this little <laughs> murmuring from the crowd because they're not meant to touch each other and Al just doesn't take his eyes off her yeah. and just flaps his spare hand at the crowd. She moves back to the 20 mark. Sweet, making up a bit of ground. Okay, and it's him again. Aldous watches her again and then starts swinging more cautiously this time. Ooh, that's more like it. I wish she'd rolled that on her one, though. Uh, that would be a 25. Uh, that will not be enough. Really? Yep. He oh. has a 28. Okay. And he will push her back just one. Yep. Well, it's just as well she rolled that well, though, with how close to the boundary she is. She goes hard at him. She, she, he, she steps up, and then... He deflects her, sort of spins slightly. You recognise Varn's style, the combat expertise again. And he steps forward and pushes her right back. And Bryn is going to take two swings at him. Got to get got to get some progress on the big board here. And the first one is a sixteen. Uh, that will push him back by two as more confident now, he steps in, overextends himself. She actually flicks the blade down, jams it into the earth slightly, goes to kick him, and then remembers the rules and yeah. pulls it slightly and kicks him in the hilt of the blade, yeah. staggering him back. And that is her going forward too, so there's now Eldis. All 15 point line. Ooh! Alright. your second one. Yes. Ooh. 25. Uh, that will succeed, but not by more than five. She yep. pushes him back to the 10 line. Ooh. Okay. And suddenly it has turned around as he is stepping towards the end. He's got to actually step over the end. Yep. And he swings back at her. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. 26. Okay, and... On the defensive, he's a little overcautious on this one. Watches her, you know, in a real fight, he might try rolling around her or past, but there's no room to maneuver here. Yeah. It's just straight back and forward. So he is pushed back on the defensive, gets a few blows, pushing her back maybe half a step. She maintains her posture. And comes in for the double, comes in for the flurry again. Try to fuck him over, go for it. Going in for the kill. Alright, but the first one is probably not going to do that. That's a 13. Uh, that is just enough to push your one. Ooh. He rolled poorly on that one as well. Oh, so he staggers back towards the line. The crowd sort of... <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, and crit fumble on the last roll. Okay. You can't You can't actually miss on a crit... Auto miss on a crit fumble. Okay, but nonetheless, so, that will... Yeah, that's enough. Surprisingly not be enough. Yeah. And he staggers back towards the line. One foot comes off and reaches back of yeah. the field, but he steps back in before he puts his foot out of the line marker. Yep. Marvellous. I forget. I forget how foolish the young are. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You exhibit very little style, grace. You don't understand even the nature of the duel. But you fight hard. And that's worth something. <laughs> Swing! Oh dear. Uh, that would be a 14. Piss. Uh, he will... Knock her back one. Uh-huh. She's pushing her back, but the advantage is still in her court. Yep, and she goes for the double flurry again. Okay. She's determined to win this thing. Okay, possibly not with that though. Thirteen. No. 
And, ooh, 20. That will again push him to the line, but not over. Oh. He staggers back again. The crowd is now throwing at this. You'll notice um, as you glance around that Vaughn has actually appeared to watch this as well, as yep. Tristan. Yeah. And the crowd's restraining himself from cheering audibly because, you know, he doesn't want to break her concentration, but it's clearly an effort. His, the, um, his fists are gritted and he's the, leaning forward like this. The crowd is now getting excited. This is the longest line duel that's yep. gone on thus far. Mm-hmm. And it is Eldest taking a swing to drive her back. Yes. Uh, which I imagine he will achieve on that. Uh, 22. Uh, he will, but only by one. Yeah. Okay, and Bryn is going to... Yep, two will push him out. Yep, shoot for no flurry, just a straight attack. Aim for the big number. Yep. Ooh, that might be a big number. Uh, 25. That will beat him by one tier, by two tiers, which will push him out. So he steps forward, um, now swinging um, the blade that he's using has actually not been blunted. It's been what they call bound, which basically padding tagged around it, so he can't inadvertently stab her uh, over much. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that heavily padded, and he swings for her hits her slightly in the chest, she staggers back, he goes in for the kill and like a wolf she just sort of leaves the ground, leaps at him, grabs the blade and pushes it back with all her might. She falls backwards, splay legged on the ground then (laughs) kips back up he staggers back trying to get control of his blade that goes over his head, staggers back one step, two step, three steps one foot staggers over the line and goes out of bounds and the guy running it says that's it. It's over. Woo! <laughs> and Eldis looks back down at his treacherous foot. <laughs> and then... Woo! Says Kellen. There, there's a slight pause as to where this is going. He unbuttons his sword. Sticks it away again. Goes up to, goes up to Bryn. Well played, young lady. And... He... She... <clears throat> Not bad for someone that doesn't know how to use one of your pretty little toy swords. <laughs> this is an Eldori longsword. It's not a toy, and you've clearly been trained in its use somewhere. I recognise that footwork. She just looks blankly at him. Because she's obviously not proficient with Eldori yeah. longswords. It says, Where did you receive your training? <sighs> I don't know what you're talking about. Curiouser and curiouser. As you wish. Well fought. Hey, salutes her again. Turns, walks off through the crowd, walks uh, directly towards you, basically bumps you as he goes past. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, your majesty. Puts a hand on your shoulder, leans into your keeper. And... <laughs> <laughs> Kaelin will go up and clap Bryn on the back and things because we're not publicly engaged at yep. this stage. She refrains from um, publicly macking on her despite, you know, an earnest desire to do so. Mm-hmm. Nice fight. Nice fight, lass. Okay. And 
elsewhere. Uh, can you give me a spot check to see other things going on? Start Lee Kellen rolls well. 16. Okay. Um, so. Despite spot not exactly being his greatest thing. You will see um, that 38 is, is literally basically standing over in a corner of a field. Yeah. 200 metres away from the festival. Enough that he's here and making an appearance. His distance definitely discourages people going up to him. Nonetheless, a yeah. couple of people walked up, exchanged maybe 15 words, and then just walked off again. Yeah. Um, Dumb and Jot is here. He has not thus far participated in any of the games. Uh, but he is wandering around and yeah. actually, you know, talking to people and socialising and that sort of thing. Uh, Hannah Strelev and Lady Quintessa have not appeared, although you'll see two or three of the guards sort of yeah. check. They're, they're not participating, they're just basically checking the place out, yeah. threat assessing. Um, and Eugenia Varadu, Dagapark's general, um, appears to have done quite well at the windmill tilt based on the amount of cheering that goes up from her. Yeah. Um, you do not, however, see exactly how she did it. Ah. Alas. Okay. And then we go on to the Grand Millet. Excellent. Um, they will first be announcing, however, the... Um, the winners of the various previous events. Yes. Um, the Br- Bryn literally participated in one one of the line fencing duels, then wandered off without yeah. actually bothering to complete the tournament. Yeah. So, so she she done. hasn't won by forfeit essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eldest Thorn also walks out when yeah. he um, when when he gets knocked out by yeah. Bryn essentially. Um, Leaving the winner of the tournament, leaving the winner of the line fencing Jules Van Thorn. To be honest, you know, I wouldn't be completely amazed if at this point he could even have beat he could have beat, yeah. beaten Aldous if he stayed in it. Yeah, nobody is terribly surprised by this yeah. outcome. Um, several, you you have won the beer wrestling. Um, Sweet, <laughs> as in it's not um, it's not a single victory event. It's yeah. just like a, it's a it's a game rather than a sport. Yeah. So you have succeeded. It, it has announced yeah. the several people that have succeeded. Yeah. So you have succeeded. Garnack Bonepicker has succeeded in this. Yeah. Um, Eugenia Varadu again has succeeded in wrestling, pinning the bear. Which one was? Y- That's the little old woman from Dagmark. And again, I didn't. And again, see she, she pinned the bear somehow. Yep. Um. And that is, yeah, pretty much it. Yep. That Three people have successfully together. pinned the bear. Several people have lost to the bear. Yeah, I feel good about that. Although it does intensify the rivalry between me and Bonepicker. Um, the windmill tilt. Uh, Runner-up and second place at seven points. Is, is Caroline. Yeah. Uh, the winner on nine points is Eugenia Veridou. Yep. I'm starting to feel like maybe she. It's kind of just, you know, she's too good for the rest of us. Um, and Garnet Bonepicker has also entered to that. Yeah. Um, but has only clocked in at five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I beat him in that. Yep. And catching the greased centaur. The winner by a clear margin is King Kaelin Thorne. Yes! King Kaelin, rather. 
Ofsted Thorn. I win it. I win it. So yes, you have blocked everyone's time. Yep. Um, thus winning yourself the grand prize of the basically the prize cuts of the pig served at dinner. Sweet. So they they wave the centaur pig around to show him off to her and then take him off into the tent and there's noises. <laughs> yep. You know, dinner will be served after the wedding. Yep. Sweet. I can go. I can go for some tasty pig. Then we come to the Grand Millet, um, where Van stands up and sort of stands up on his little podium and waves at everyone. There's a couple of bugles going off and people gather round. And he says, thank you, thank you all for coming to attend these festivities. Though a lot of hardship has undertaken Van Hold in the last, in the last few years, I am proud to be standing here with you all, to have built this community up from nothing. To have built this fine city. It's important that we remember that we have won this city through war, through sacrifice, through loss, and through triumph. That we have won this city with our skill, with our wisdom, with our good works, and that we will defend it and keep it as such. Before we get to the happy event of my wedding, there's woo, yeah, shit, up. Um, we will host the Grand Millet. Any fighters who wish to enter have to have twenty minutes to assemble the gear to assemble the gear and supplies. And he basically gesticulates. There's going to be this big field, which all the people are fighting in. Um, you can absolutely get thrown out of the field. It's just a general area as opposed to a specific circle, and. It's essentially the Grand Millet is everyone piles in and just has one massive free-for-all fight. Awesome. Uh, you are obliged to button your weapons before you go in because they want people injured as little as possible, yeah. surprisingly. And it is about being the last man standing. Cool. Uh, Van says, and the prize for this, the second, no, not the first, mind, the second dance with the lovely, with the lovely new, with our lovely new queen. Uh, Unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, and luckily for you, Jumandi will not be entering the melee herself. <laughs> and alas, and he sort of looks down at her, she whispers slightly in his ear, and he nods, alas, I have been instructed that it would be both unfair to hog both dancers with the bride, to hog the first two dancers with the lovely bride, and also that if I'm knocked out and miss my own wedding, I will be killed. I wish the rest of you luck. <laughs> well, that's going to make it easier. Van and I was actually quite worried about Van and Jumande. Yeah. And here, you know, there's there's general hubbub from from the crowd. People start going and getting ready. You hear from behind you, pussies. I'm sure you can guess who it is. It's Bone Picker. Yep. So, any restrictions on what armor and weapons we can wear for this thing? Nope. Sweet. I'm getting changed into my um I'm getting changed into my plate, which will be convenient for the wedding, and I'm gonna go button my greatsword. Uh you will be obliged to um suppress anything that would hurt people, like your acid on your sword and that sort of thing. Right, yeah, but I can say the yeah, command you, word and turn it yes, off. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yep, sweet. It's just if you button your sword with padding and then have it bleed acid on people, it sort of defeats them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. I'll use my adamantine greatsword instead of gatekeeper, then, and then I can get the the full damage benefit of it. Yep. Uh, 
Wait, can you button an adamantine greatsword? Yeah, absolutely. So it. Because you just don't, you know, hit people with lethal murders. Yeah, I'll just hit people with the flat instead of the blade. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, I'm getting my adamantine greatsword and the flail is my backup weapon. And I'm buttoning them both and getting changed into my armour. Okay. And you will see... Who else is coming? Is anybody from my team coming into the melee? Um, yes, actually. Cool. Uh, Tristan steps out of it. He has yep. no interest whatsoever. Yep. Um, Bryn comes up to you. Good luck. Not entering myself. Don't see the point. She's not really that into sport for the sake of sport. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Um, Corn, on the other hand, says, ah, uh, who can pass up a good fight then? Tell me about it. Why not? Sweet. And Michaela sort of looks at it. She says, this looks to be an interesting demonstration of skill. As such, it's best not to be seen to win it. And she, she will step out as well. Yeah. Because for her, it's less about that, that you know, she doesn't want to be seen as somebody who could win the Grand Melee, even if she could. I know, so I would imagine that if she's going to fight in these things, she'd prefer not to fight in one that's essentially a giant mob of people pushing and shoving. She'd actually do quite well at it. I, I'm, I'm sure she'd do well. I just thought it might not, it, it might um, wigger out a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it certainly could be described as a mob, or possibly, although possibly it's fine in combat. Okay. So, you then step into the Grand Melee, and there are, um, yourself and Corwin both looking fairly heavily buttoned and armed. Yeah. Garnak steps in in big spiky full plate, he's got the classic double-handed yeah. plate axe, that sort of thing. Um, Eugenia also steps in. Um, no armor, but also has a preposterously large double-handed great axe. Sweet. Um, and Dabin Jot will actually enter this one as well. Oh, cool. Um, and you will see on the outskirts, um, Lady Quintessa Moray of Drelev, um, and Hannah Drelev have actually appeared at this stage, because yeah. this is literally, you know, 20 minutes after this, the wedding will be starting. Yeah. They are both watching... Um, neither of them appear to be desperately stepping in. Although, if you want to go and poke Draylev, you you now can. So does I. No, that's alright. I've got one rivalry in this thing already. Okay. So, in the absence of anyone poking him, he won't step in. Yeah. He will merely watch, uh, kind of contemptuously from the sideline. Yeah, I think. Can you give me a quick sense motive check? Uh, nine. Okay. Um, Drelov's guards bring out a... It's it's by no strict imagination a throne, but it is a very nice, solidly built wooden chair. They clearly had to bring with them for this specific purpose. Yeah. You know, it's it's gilded and carved and all the rest of it. He sits down on it and just sort of sighs and looks bored. He'd yeah. be looking at his watch if he had one. Yeah. Um, Lady Quintessa, on the other hand, um, leans forward into a sort of low-cut dress and smiles and all of this, sort of drapes himself vaguely over Draylor's shoulder, but looks very much past him to the sweating group of men. That yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, so several people have come in here with their shirts off to impress their sweethearts and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so the the population of the Melee is unsurprisingly largely men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got about 30 guys in here. Yeah. Most of them... Um, random guardsmen and people, both from some from your convoy, actually, yeah. um, and some from the Varnhold group, and a couple of Varnhold civilians who are 
really just end here with corner staffs. Yeah. Because the worst they're going to get is a couple of bruises on yeah, that yeah. guy. Um, and fun. So hang on. Um, I keep forgetting the Dada- Dagamark lady's name. She Gina. Is she actually in here? Yes. Wow. Cause no, Lama, just big great axe. She said she was too old for this sort of thing. Yeah. But nonetheless. <laughs> on the other hand, she didn't say she was going to win the win wheel jewel. Okay. Um, so before we get started, Kalen wants to be as close to Burn Picker as possible so that they can get, get over. Like, because his goal is not actually to win, it's to take Bone Picker out. <laughs> and then win. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm just saying, you know, if I don't win but I take Bone Picker out, I'm okay with that. Bye, me. <laughs> Okay. And Vaughn stands up and Jumandi stands up with a nice little red handkerchief and Vaughn says When when the handkerchief when the handkerchief is cut when the handkerchief is cut, the melee begins. Last man or woman standing wins it. She drops it. He watches it float down, then <laughs> quick draws, cuts it in half with the oh, alluring awesome. longsword, and as the pieces split apart there's suddenly the ah, and everyone yep. starts drawing weapons and piling in and all the rest of it. Yep, Kalen's weapon is instantly in his hand. Yep, that's how Kalen rolls. Okay, and the first thing that you experience in this is this is not like um, this is actually pretty unlike many any fight you've really had before, because um, I, I don't see Kalen's having done a lot of barroom brawling. Which is no, not necessarily, not ne- it, per se. It's not like a battle of mercenary companies because you don't have all of these guys on your side and all of these guys. It's vaguely yeah. similar, and there's a lot of chaos and clashing and weapons yeah. and many people on the field. But it's just a free for all. Everyone yeah. is slugging at everyone, and the first thing you find yourself basically needing to do is, if you are not careful here and you can't keep people off you, you are just going to get mobbed and beaten out of it. Almost regardless of your skill level, you yeah. just can't take 30 people piling on you yeah, and fighting yeah, yeah. you with sticks. Yeah. Um, so the first thing you need to do here is make me an intimidate check, basically. Look like the scary guy on the battlefield who people shove their buddies at instead of go fight himself. Ooh. 14. Okay, that will not do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corwin also fails that. <laughs> really? I guess when he can't use the, I guess when he can't use field yeah, magic. People can't even hear him speak in here. And Garnet Bonefucker goes, Come at me, you bastards! I'll eat your mother's bones! Crap. So Garnet pulls it off and we die. Correct. That's annoying. Uh, and you are getting crunched for damage. This is pretty much all non-lethal and will go away yeah. fairly rapidly, so you only need to keep track of it in terms, in terms of whether of you're still um, up in the combat. Yep. Uh, so first off, um, work do, out. Do you mind if I use? No, this? go for it. Work out where half your hit point, what half your hit points is. Though. Okay, so um, uh, round down or round up? Uh, let's say down. Okay, thirty-three. It's half. Yeah, and it's at that point that you're going to be effectively beaten out of it. Sweet. You're not necessarily knocked out cold, but you're no longer able to function in such capacity that you'd win. Cool. Uh, so having failed that, you now get a mob of people pouring onto you. Yep. Um, and it is a big mob to start with, unsurprisingly, because this is everyone yep. slugging it out all over the show. So that is 14 damage. Oof. Okay, yep. 
and at this point the initial chaos subsides a bit several people are knocked out and there's now a clear enough battlefield that you can theoretically pick fights if you want to. Cool. So if you want to go find Garnet Bone Picker, you can. He's I just do. Over there. I do. Okay. So you go up to him, and he's grabbing some guy and smashes him with yep. a button-down great axe and bowls him clean out of the ring. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not like drawing his attention. I'm hitting him over the back of the. I'm endeavoring to hit him over the back of the head. He says, "Who wants a piece of the Bone Picker?" Can you give me a hide check and plus five bonus? Uh, apparently yes. Um, that's a twenty. He's looking in exactly the opposite direction. Yep. When you attempt to waff him on the backside of the head. Yep. Can you make me an attack roll? Uh, I crit through him. Yep. You can indeed crit him. So. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, that's a twenty. <laughs> yep, you smash him across the back of the head with whatever it is you're smashing him with. Great sword. Yep, roll it. Check. And just double it for the crit. Yep. Okay, so uh, that's going to be a lot. Uh, nine plus four is thirteen times two is twenty-six points of great sword damage. He does, however, look largely unscathed at this point. Yes, yeah, because, because he everyone has um, everyone has not jumped on his head. Well, what's happened is he's picked like two or three one-on-one fights, whereas you've yeah. had ten guys beat the crap out of you in this rolling snowball. Yeah, and he staggers under the force of the blow, but is not knocked out. Yep, and then is caught up in the melee again. Yep, and a smaller pile of people pile on. And can you give me another intimidate check? Yep. Ah, uh, that's better. Uh, now people can see Kalen because it was a bit crazy at yep. first. He gets a thirty. Okay. As people recognise that maybe they don't want a piece of the guy so in the you, plate with the great you sword. You engage the odd one or two people. Yep. Uh, Corwin fails again and takes considerably more damage. Um, and then you can pursue somebody specific again if you want to. Like Garnet Bonfire. You can do. Uh, can you give me a hide check with no bonus this time because he will be looking before you? Yeah. Uh, that would be a three. Ah, you bring it on. Yep. Come uh, on, you pansy. And I will take a swing at him. Yep. Uh, twenty-three. Clonk. Nice little hit. Yep. Good. Uh, for twelve damage. As he, you step up to him, he swings with the great axe, and you duck under it and go bang and just whop him across the side of the face with the great sword. He staggers and his eyes spin, and he goes slump down, not quite unconscious, but sort of endeavors to pull himself up and climbs along. And goes, "I am a bastard," <laughs> and is eliminated. Sweet. Okay. I am extremely satisfied with that outcome. And then the last, in, la, the. Next intimidate check as a smaller group of people pile into you. Uh, Corwin is still up. Eugenia and Darman are, and cool. a few other people. Uh, another thirty. Corwin fails that again. <laughs> and yep, 
Corwin is staggering. He has taken a lot of blows, yeah. but it's still up. Sweet. Um, and then we come to... Okay, so this now becomes opposed attack rolls of everyone in it. You are now down to a handful of people. Uh, four of them specifically. Yep. You, Corwin, Damon Jot, and Eugenia. Okay. So we're just all making an attack roll? All make roll? melee attack rolls. Okay. With the, in my case, with the greatsword? Yes. yes. Cool. 21. Okay. So that will hit Corwin. It will hit Eugenia. And it will hit Damon Johnson. That's very easy. This is going to be brutal. Corwin will... What is your AC? Uh, 18. Okay, so Corwin will hit everyone. Um, Eugenia will hit everyone but Dumb and Jot, and Dumb and Jot will hit everyone. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, is anybody going to remain conscious? Okay, so can you roll me your damage? Yep. Uh, that would be... Plus four, uh, eleven. Okay. And can you then take this is hard. so four from core one? Yep. Uh-uh. As the four of you basically close in on each other, yep. swinging blades and melee and everything else. Uh, Another four from Dal and Jot. Yep. And Eugenia. <laughs> so, so Corwin swings at you in the melee, bruises you with his morning star. You stagger back. Dal and Jot slashes at you with his orcish double axe and catches you with basically the big flat side of the blade. Yeah. Like a snow shovel across the head. And you turn around and then you see Eugenia who goes... <laughs> jumps in the air holding this 40 pound great axe. And comes barreling down on your head with it. <laughs> and half that is 12 damage. Yep. And that's going to take me out. Okay. Uh, so 12, 32. Yep, yeah, that takes me out. That's yeah. more than half my hit points. So Corwin is also knocked out. So it's just Darwin and Eugenia left standing. Right, yep. So basically, Corwin hits you with the Morning Star, steps back, and Damon Jot cracks him over the back of the head, and he goes down. Yep. Um, you stagger away from Damon's blow slightly, and turn around and get, and she just buries this great axe across your head. It's a bloody good thing it's padded, because yep. it looks skull cleaving. She hits you like a tank. Yep. And just smashes into your skull, and you just black out at yes. that stage. You've gone well under your um, yeah. your threshold, yeah. and splash, splash. You are brought back to. You're dragged out and brought back to a few moments yeah. later by water being thrown across your face. Uh, where Darwin and Eugenia will fight it out to the finish. I assume yeah. you care who wins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My money's on Eugenia, however. Uh, Jot will. She will miss him. He will hit her. Ah, yep. There we go. Uh, seven. As she swings, swings wildly with the great axe, that she apparently has no difficulty yeah. lo- lofting, yeah. he ducks away from it, 
fairly quick on his feet. He's light armoured. Yeah. Slashes at her ribs, bruises them slightly. She doesn't go down. Yep. And, oh god. She hit him this time? Uh. <laughs> she critted him, didn't she? Yes. Okay, and he slashes her with the... He ducks down low and slashes at her, um, basically catching her across the ribs and winding her. <laughs> and with her make a great axe of doom, she rolls another 12. Yeah. So it's 12 damage on 12 on the d- d12 for yeah. you. It's d12 for him as well. Yeah. yeah. And she then waffles him for now 36 halved is 18. Yeah. And the rest... Yeah, so he ducks low, hits her across the ribs. She actually, and as he's doing so, she screams like a banshee, and <laughs> golf clubs him upside the chin with it, and just smashes his jaw back. He goes flying off his feet, skids across the ground, is completely unconscious. She clutches at her ribs and also collapses. Um, there is a hurried discussion between Van and Jumandi. And the winner by a copious knockout, Eugenia Varadu. <laughs> Having hit the most successful last blow, even if she also went down. Yeah. And she, people are brought back round yeah. with splashes of water, and there are many bruises and people. Yeah. Caitlin limps off the field, muttering, Bloody hellfire! I can see why no one ever picks a fight with Dagamark. <laughs> and you can give me another spot check. Uh, 20 if that won't do it it wasn't any chance of me seeing when she she gets up you know Rube's obviously bruised struggling to breathe a little gets helped by a couple of her people off the field um, and she reaches down and takes her great axe at this point and sort of uh, drags it slowly out of the field as if it's now getting too heavy for her to actually pick up anymore she looks significantly um less intense and strong than she did uh, a minute or two ago. Almost like she was, say, raging? Who knows? Yeah. But but her her capacities have clearly decreased yeah. at the end of the fight. Yeah. And she is taken off. Yeah. And there is about 20 minutes of um, nursing and that sort of thing. Yeah, Caelan will get himself cleaned up a bit given this is his good armour he's supposed to be, you know, watching a wedding in. And then Caitlin will change out of the armour, change into clean underarmour things and buff the armour of it, freshen up. Yep. Put his, actually dig his crown out and put it on. Gunnick Bone Picker comes up to you, one of his teeth slightly cracked. And he says, Ah, you're a backfighter then, eh? Good way to be if you can't fight like a man. <laughs> Not my fault if you don't look where you're going. <laughs> Not my fault if you don't keep your eyes out behind you in a melee. Ah. I look forward to when Van Holt goes to war against you. Um, oh, I'll look forward to wiping that smirk off your face on the battlefield. <laughs> I don't think that'll be coming soon. Well, we'll see. Gotta go to war with someone if these pussy centaurs have given up the fight. <laughs> yeah. Church of Gorham, yay! Yeah. Retards, yay! <laughs> 
Well, they're not all this dumb. No. Uh, and the bright side, I totally appreciate Akros now, you know. I never really grasped what a champion of culture yeah. and refinement so, he so is. So when Akros dies in the church, like, we've got this guy, Garnak Bonepicker, who's looking for a promotion to a bigger kingdom. No. no. You yeah. violated our agreement. Don't care. <laughs> It's like you, you said you'd nominate a guy. You didn't say it was going to be. You didn't say. I didn't say I'd take any guy. And as you are basically in your tent, um, buffing out your armor and getting yourself ready, uh, you won't hear a knock because it's a tent. You'll pretty much hear a a um, low voice. A, a low voice. Of, <coughs> Excuse me, Lord Cam from outside your tent yeah. doing the equivalent of knocking uh, you'd recognise the voice you've spoken to before this would be Lady Quintessa Moray yeah uh, Dreadlim's representative yeah uh, yeah uh, come, come on in and she slips in uh, I believe I do actually have a picture of her somewhere if you desire it seem to recall that she was heavy on the cliffage <laughs> Well, of course, you know, she's a woman in a fantasy game. <laughs> Boom play is practically essential. Yeah, I, I believe I'm like. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so she has done very elegant, sort of flowery stuff. Yeah. That looks very noble and elegant, but still has midriff reveal. Yeah. On. I think because this is the um because it's this scene in the movie at this point Kaelin's going to be halfway through yep. getting dressed yep. <laughs> but I, I don't think actually with his shirt off necessarily but let's say you know with his shirt kind of pulled his top half of his armour off yep. shirt pulled shirt, down shirt unbuttoned. Buffing, the, um, buffing the chest plate of the armour yeah she, she the, the sort of attire that she's in she looks the, it, the the whole the whole ensemble vaguely says I'm for sale, you yeah, know, but it's going to really cost you. Yeah. Um, and she slips into your tent uh, and says, "Ah, excuse me for excuse me for interrupting you, Your Majesty. I wanted to congratulate you on your performance in the Grand Millet." Thank you. It was an unlucky blow that took you out. Well, thank you clearly. Have the musculature to have won such an event. Uh, it's a bit of a, um, a bit of anyone's game with a free for all like that. But I've had a great time. Fun knows how to throw a party. Poor. Alas, poor Hannes, that's Baron Drelev. Yeah. Uh, King Drelev, rather. Uh, alas, poor Hannes uh, did not feel that he had the energy left after his day for such a contest. I'm sure he would have done <clears throat> well enough. I am sure of it. That's, um... You strike me as a man of limitless energy. <laughs> and, um... Carolyn manages to refresh this comment about for stabbing people in the back being a very key element and such things. She says, you, you seem to be a man of limitless energy and sort of smiles and approaches you across the tent. Yeah, and Carolyn will um, ca- endeavour to relatively casually step back a bit behind the armour that he's buffing, you know, maintaining a bit of space between them. I... 
do my best. Um, what can I do for you, milady? Uh, I w- what did you want to see me about? She glances round the tent slightly. And she said, "I had simply come to congratulate you on on your uh, simply come to congratulate you on your skill in the on your skill in the games today, and to wish you all the, to wish you all the best. And can you roll me a sense motive check? Uh, Fourteen. And her eye, you you she makes this obvious to you. Her eyes look round the tent, looking for other people." And then she sort of raises a hand to your lips, to, to her lips, in a shushing gesture. Um, obvious, the, the message is obvious. What she's saying is not um, what she's actually here for. She's come to speak to you in some fashion, but is worried about people eavesdropping, which is a very real possibility because it's a random cloth tent. Yeah, you know, anyone with a decent, with sufficiently decent listen rate could be outside or oh, yeah. a little further away or what have you. Um, and Kalen will indeed, indeed, again endeavour to relatively um, casually um, move up round the armour um, so that he happens to be standing quite close to her yep. and can hear something that she said in a quieter voice, um, saying something casually about how war is his trade after all. It's um you, you know the um they used to have open sparring matches back when he was in the in the Raiders. She smiled. I'm surprised to see in, in a normal tone of voice. I'm surprised to see that such a strong king has not yet found himself a wife. Uh, excuse me. The wedding does set a girl's heart aflutter for this sort of talk. <laughs> she breathes heavily in and out. Yeah. So I'm. Um, endeavouring to give her the opportunity to say what she's actually come to say about. Yep. And just ah, but forgive my forwardness. Doubtlessly, you have a special lady waiting waiting for you in the wings. I will take my leave. I will take my leave of you. I'll take my leave of you, Lord. But if it should happen that you don't have a special lady waiting in the wings, she gives you some quite fluttery eyes and then leans in on the sort of nibble in your ear style, and puts a hand on your chest and whispers in your ear. Yeah. Um, and can you give me a quick listen check? Because just as she starts saying something, Brim walks into the tent. Naturally. <laughs> okay. Uh, that Crap. That's a five. Damn it, I really want to hear what she's going to say. Okay. At which point, then, you will need to put your attention on her instead of on Britain. So basically, um, your two choices are she leans in and starts whispering in your ear, and just as you begin speaking, Bryn walks in. You can either basically do the classic pull away, shove her away, bitch was totally coming on to me thing. Yeah. Um, or you can actually listen to what she's whispering in your ear. I am going to Which will involve the, you know, you just lean in and let her nibble on your ear a bit. Yeah, I, I will in fact listen to what she was going to say. Okay, so she... Leans in and she says she she leans in, nibble literally nibbles on your ear slightly and just breathes out in a sultry voice as she breathes into your ear. What she says, however, is not particularly um seductive. Not everything here is as it seems, Majesty. Not all of us are within Australia willingly. 
Be careful. He has eyes on your throne. And you lean into this and she strokes your chest and Bryn walks in, gets an eyeful of this, but it's, it's only one or two seconds, but it's yeah. enough to clearly see you're not, you know, fending her off yeah. so much as leaning into it. And Bryn... Yeah. And Lady Princess, you know, pulls pulls away immediately. Looks at you. Oh, my apologies. Your serving girl has your serving girl has clearly has clearly come to tell you it's time for the wedding. Do excuse me, serving girl. Uh, no, my lady, you've mistaken the matter. This is um, this is my royal enforcer, Bryn. And um, thank you for asking, but I do have a special someone waiting for me. Ah, of course. Your royal enforcer. Well-trained dogs can be so useful, can't they? Bryn glares at him. <laughs> and... Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to wait and... Uh, that was a very rude thing to say. I will actually um, step up beside... Move over to stand somewhere. That that's a very rude thing to say. She's she's pretty much just swanning, starting to yeah. swan out of here. Yeah, so I will um that's a very rude thing to say. You wouldn't want people asking questions about how much you uh, how much you cost. But would you? Can you give me a quick sense motive check here? Yes. Twenty one. Okay. She says this to Bryn and starts swanning out of the room. And you realise before it happens, as she turns her back, Bryn's going to take a swing at her. Yeah. She's literally, you know, got her fist cocked as pulling her arm back. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to stop her, or do you want to fight between um, two foreign dignitaries at Vaughn's wedding? I don't want to fight between two, two dignitaries at um, Vaughn's wedding, so I will... Um, Endeavor to—I I will endeavor to fend Bryn off. Yep. So you just grab her yep. up, basically. Yeah. And she's certainly not going to fight you about yep. it. It's just reflected that bitch smack. Yeah. And um, all right. Actually, and as as the countess swans off, it's um, keep a civil tongue in your he- head when you address me and mine, or don't come back and see me again. Kaylin uh, will make an intimidate check. Well, there's. <laughs> Decline to fail that. Do you have a total of any kind? It is an it is a twelve, but I am contemplating re-rolling it. Okay. Uh, at that, she will basically turn, sort of dimple slightly at you, and um, give give a little curtsy as you wish. Yeah. No, I'll settle for that. And she swans out of the room. She swans yeah. out of the tent. And. Uh, Bryn looks at you holding her arm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll takes look. your hand off. Yeah. Looks at. Looks at you. What was that? Should have let me punch her. And um, I will beckon Bryn in close to me, and then in, a, in her ear I will say, um, she um. Was trying. She was passing. She was trying to pass a message, and um, the um, she th- says not everyone's with Drelov willingly, and um, that he's got eyes on my throne. Hmm. 
obviously that's what she said she was that, that's what she said she was trying to tell you and I know I, I know you wanted I know you wanted to slug her and she had every right to but I didn't slug that um, chap Dreadlob said to the founder's day who said I should marry a grease I, I should uh, uh, put a pig in a wig and marry that uh, we can't just punch foreign dignitaries even if they're really rude mm. that's the sort of thing that leads to us declaring them declaring war Looks bad. Looks bad when I come in and find mm, other woman nibbling on your ears. I understand. Makes Goody Niska look right about men. <laughs> I understand that. At, but I wanted to get her information, and I trusted that you would be smart enough to see mm. through it. Don't worry. Regardless of what Goody Niska says, trust you. She sort of yep. purrs against your chest a little and rubs, yep. rubs her face again, rubs her head against your chest. Yeah. And then you hear the low growl, just don't trust her. (laughs) Neither do I. I, um, think she's, um, looking for whatever king she can find. I just, I think, um, next time, um, I'll try and, um, if she wants to circle in with me, I'll try and make certain there's someone else around. And I'm not, um, I don't know um, how to handle someone like that, to be honest. Like people who say what they mean. Strokes for instance. I'm looking for... I'm glad we're going to announce us being together when we get back to Stagthorne. There's some secrecies for the birds. But I... Thanks thanks for being patient. I wanted to talk to... I wanted to talk to Lord Elvis first. And I'd rather announce it now, and I'd rather announce back in Stagthorn. I think the people will be happier about that. Okay, I can punch the next one, right? If they're not foreign dignitaries, you can punch them, but Ooh. just <laughs> only carefully. If you, yeah, only if you really, really need to. <laughs> and you hear um, literally church bells ringing. Oh. Crap. Here, can you help me on with this plate? <sighs> so heavy. So slow. I'm already dressed. <laughs> uh, she... Uh, in fact, no, she won't say that because she's not already dressed. She's just in her usual garb. She's so heavy. So slow. Uh, fine. Turn around. Click, <laughs> click, 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 strap, pull, etc, etc, etc. Yanks the crown on his head. Runs his hair through his fingers, grabs, looks around wildly, grabs it, brush, brushes his hair three times, and yeah. chants the crown on its head. Bryn Batman's as soon as you turn your back on her. Yeah. Huh? Um, and it disappears, and you go off to the thing. The, the, the church bells yeah. are only, you know, hey guys, we're starting now, come on. Not, it's um, it's, it's, not it's already over. That's a relief. No, you will see several people filing in as they ring yeah. the bells to essentially notify everyone. Yeah. Uh, and you head in and there are many people packed already in there Tristan is up the front uh, with Elsa's Thorn as, Bar- as, as Barn's obvious brother and father yeah. you know, proudly representing the family both of them up the front you're actually in a separate place because Tristan's been invited both as a representative of your kingdom 
and more importantly as Varn's brother. Yeah. You obviously have not been invited as Varn's brother. Yeah. Although you have actually been put up the front ahead of everyone else. Huh? So your... Your, your, your kingdom has been positioned as, as close to the front as they can actually get Sweet. just behind the immediate family. Yeah. Um, there is pretty much no one here representing Jumanji's family, which doesn't terribly surprise you. No. Um, given how far she's wandered, they must be hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Yeah, it's a decent hike. Um, In two directions, moreover. And so you've basically got Van's family here, his council here, Stagthorn immediately behind Sweet. Um... There seems to be some sort of insult going on where Drelev is the last guy in the back just before all the random citizenry. Sweet. Um, Drelev himself doesn't look like he gives shit one. Yeah. If he, if he had a cell phone, he'd be playing on it. Yeah. Um, as it is, um, you will see that he is a- actually appears to be reading a small book, you know, somewhat surreptitiously. That's, you know, I'm not exactly civilized, but at least I know you're supposed to pretend to have manners. Yes, um, unless you're a deliberate asshole to people. Yes, yes, quite true. Um, so, um, Tristram and Elvis up the front. Yeah. Are they sitting next to each other? Yes, technically. Is there like a code of cold effect going on between the two of them? Well, there, there does seem to be. Not quite enough space that you could actually fit another person in, but enough space that someone might think you could. There's about three quarters of a person's distance between them. <laughs> it's definitely not chummy father and son. Yeah. And the priest stands up at the front um, and gestures to everyone, and there's a lot of being seated and all the rest of it. He says, Thank you all for coming here today to see this beloved union. Of our king and our queen and our queen of Van Holt. Here we stand in the eyes of the Master of Masters, Aurore, and all the gods in this holy temple. For though Van Thorn is known as an expert in the Eldore sword, as is his queen, Jumandi, there can be no true mastery without practice, spot without practice and partners. No master can ever achieve the gift of mastery on his own. And thus it is a great thing that we bring these two souls together in a holy union that will last their entirety of their life. And it goes on in this vein. Um, It is a a very classic wedding ceremony. Um, He gets the... He he does the I do's. Both of them obviously say yes. Um, It's... Probably not terribly... Depends how many weddings Caitlin's been to. Probably uh, not very many. Yeah. This is not... Um, it's 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 fancy, but it's not terribly fancy. You know, yeah. Nice clothes, but it, the church is just sort of a very basic wooden building. Yeah. Um, and um, you'll probably actually notice there's nothing in their vows about forsaking all others. They're... They're, they're very politically inclined vows. You know, the two of them will work together for the harmony of the kingdom, rah, rah, rah. They're not actually, per se, swearing a vow of loving each other forever in the eyes of the gods. Sigh. Um, Stupid political harishes. And But hopefully Van will, Van will come to love her because Jumandi is fucking awesome. 
comes to and they both say the right words. Then, if there is if there is any if there is any man, woman, or creature present who knows of any reason why these two souls should not be joined in the bonds of holy matrimony, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. Caleb glances round. Uh, yeah, I'm prepared to jump on anyone who wants to start something. <laughs> and there is no interruption of any kind. Excellent. Huh? Um, says, then let these two souls be joined as one to grow to master, themse- master themselves together. All hail, King Van! All, all hail, Van! King, King of the Vanling Host! All hail, Jamandi, Queen of the Vanling Host! Hail! 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 hail. Even Greylove does this. Yep. And there's a lot of clapping and cheering. He's like, hail, hail, hail. There's a lot of clapping and cheering and people begin to file out of the church, starting with the bride and groom, and basically back out into the field. Yep. uh, Where there is a grand circle of tables have been assembled and... I get my t- I'm going to get my the dancing area off the side and that sort of thing and there is a nice dinner it is, it is again not fancy caviar and wine and that yep. is it, very much up Caelan's alley good solid ale um, yep. you were bought one of the very first plates which has the big succulent hind quarters of the pig on it you know, you're, you're given sort of the triple sized portions yep. all the very best cuts yeah I'm going to sh- I'm going to share my pig with Bruno tastes like centaur <laughs> No, it doesn't taste like centaur. It tastes like pig. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they hate the centaurs. I know, but I don't hate centaurs, so that's creepy. Um, I wouldn't eat troll either, even though I don't like trolls very much. And the bride, the happy bride and groom sit up the front and have their, their meal, and people, yourself included, file up to them yeah. and offer congratulations and all yeah. that kind of thing. Um, when it comes to the dancing, they start playing sort of quite festive, jaunty folk music. Van and Jamandi get up and very gracefully, as yeah. if both of them have ranks and perform dance. Yeah. Because it's what you need to qualify for dualism. Excellent. Um, they, they dance elegantly around. Um, for the second dance, there, there's a little hurried discussion, and Van announces that Eugenia, the winner of the Grand Melee, would rather dance with the handsome groom than the beautiful bride. Yeah. So she's taking Van as her dance instead. Yeah, that's fair. Which he does. Yeah. And then it just breaks down from there, and everybody yeah. gets up and dances, and yeah. Jumanji will quite definitely come and dance with you at some point in the proceedings. Excellent. I wanted and, to dance with her. And Tristan, um, Van will dance with Bryn. Cool. Fine with me. And so on and so forth. Yes, and I want to dance with Bryn, and I would like to dance with Michaela if she is actually dancing. She is, indeed. Cool. Uh, she is here in her finery as a woman of the court, dressed yep. in her fancy dress and veil and all the rest of it, and she will dance with you reasonably elegantly. Yeah. It sort of seems like one of those skills she has no real proficiency at, but something she's just learned as a yep. part of her background. Uh-huh. Uh, you will notice about halfway through this... Um, Draylove's party go up, have a, have a few words with Van, uh, turn, move slightly up the thing. Um, one of Draylove's minions produces a scroll, reads from it, and poof, they and disappear they again. And they teleport out, having stayed for the minimum time. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty weekend stuff of uh, actual show up for the actual wedding and then fuck off. Classy. He's just and, all about class. And yeah, it, it proceeds from there. Yep. 
it is, you know, probably two in the evening, two in the morning before everybody finally turns in. Yep. The hardest party is going going down eventually. Yeah. God, that bone figure gets roarously drunk, headbutts a couple of people. Yeah. And gets taken off by a few talents, so it doesn't look like the first time, it's the first time they've done this. Yeah. Um, Maester Pedrod has several wines with Tristan, and they debate in increasingly loud voices. You know which which came first, the the Fey or the Great Old Ones? Yeah. <laughs> Based on the historic reviews of such and such scholar from over in this obscure country yeah. on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, awesome. That pretty much ends the wedding, unless there's anything else you. No, uh, I um. Caitlin goes up early in the cere- early in the post ceremony party to congratulate Van and Jumandi on having made excellent choices and spouses and wish they ke- wishing they wishing Van hold all the best. Mm-hmm. And then you know, late tomorrow morning we will probably start you know packing up and heading out in a slow and you know not necessarily had no no free ale at all kind of way. <laughs> And we'll probably say our goodbyes. Yep. And indeed, you say your farewells to everyone. You know, they hope they'll see you again at some point. Yep. Um, we'll endeavour to hit the sweet spot between, um, you know, not doing a drain and bailing out in the middle of the ceremony, but not just, you know, hanging around eating another kingdom's food yeah, indefinitely. Yeah, well, well, generally, you know, you at least really stay, everybody else stays for the remainder of the night. Yep. And then file out one after the other. Yep. Yes, and I did tell Van I was going to be married because he was the first person to say to the wolf girl, <laughs> with Elvis being the second. Yes, yes, and very quietly, you know, you go up and congratulate him, and he very quietly says, "Congratulations to you too." And um, I will say a quick goodbye to Elvis at some point when he's relatively undeserved. Yep. Just um, good luck, good luck with everything up north. And to you, boy. No, it hasn't always been easy. I know it hasn't all been easy. Keep an eye on Tristan for me. I don't like the winds up in. I don't like the winds up in Brevoy. Storms coming. I will. Stay safe. Hell, storms already here. <laughs> the civil war's already started. Yeah, badass. Okay. And yes. And yeah, you returned to your own kingdom. Yes. I, I caught a pig and I ate that pig. You did. It's the best wedding ceremony ever. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I want my wedding ceremony to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yours isn't, isn't terribly far away. No. And um, indeed, when we get back to Stagthorn, we still have a bit of the month left. Yep. And the first order of business is announcing my engagement. You know, I'll check with Brent first, but if she's okay with it, it is announcing yep. my engagement. Obviously she's okay with it. Yep. So um, I'll let um, Michaela and Tristram do the, you know, word, the official pronouncement thingy. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, so how many months have we got left? So it is Sarenth. Yep, so um, definitely not in Sarenth. Everybody's had one royal wedding, which is quite enough for the... You have Aristus. Aristus and Aridus, and by the end of Aridus, you need to be married. Right, yes. To meet your obligations. Although, you know, 
if you actually have any any particularly relevant reason to delay it, it's not like the Church of Aristotle is going to go, no, no, you're two days late, so you've totally broken your word in every fashion. No, that's all right. Um, I'm good with our. I'm good with um, make, calling it uh, calling it Aridus. So um, yes. So yes, the, the official engagement announcement states that um, Kaelin will marry Bryn in the month of Eridus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, at such and such a we, date. We, we will in fact invite a whole bunch. We will in fact send out you know invitations to various kingdoms, mm-hmm. including regrettably Fort Draylith. Are you? Inviting people in much the same fashion Vaughn did. Basically, yep. you invite all the rulers and whatever assemblage they wish to show up with. Yes. Yes, the, um, very much patterned after the way Vaughn did it. Yeah, no problem. However, I mean, you know, however enthusiastic people are about coming to another way to get another podunk tiny kingdom, only a few months yours, after the last yours is, one. Yours is significantly less podunk. Yeah. It's like at least twice the size of, of the Vaughn host. Yeah. We had an easier time with the wars. Okay, and yes, um, unless anything else occurs, that's pretty much going to be the month of Sarah. Yep, no problem. Um, oh, that was one I forgot to mention. Um, Bryn doesn't show up in her nice clothes for the wedding. She shows up in her standard wolf, wolf girl garb. Yeah, I thought that might be going to happen. Whether or not you want to make any sort of deal out of it is... No, I do, I, I do not. That yeah, my contribution was to get her to have a bath and what and um, buy her buy her a nice outfit. So, given that, uh, she will actually speak to you when you um, uh, after you have sent out all the um, invitations and pronunciations and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, she comes to you to speak to you in, in private at some point. She's <laughs> is looking at one of the wedding invitations and she says does this is this soon enough to satisfy the church your your church of her still it is so you, you are meeting your political obligations with me lass that's not why I'm marrying you I'm supposed to get married before the end of the year. But what I've been looking for all this time in my own lumpish, hand-fisted way is a woman I could love. I know I've made a bit of a clots of it along the way, and I know we maybe haven't had as much time as we might ideally like to um, do this courting thing. But I wanted a woman, not just who would be a good queen, but who I could come to love. Mm. And that's why I wanted you. I... I love you, but I do not desire to be a prize. Uh, To be some... Peace on a board in a political game. When it is just you and me, it is simple, but when there are others speaking to me, when changes, things are different. 
feel like I am being pushed around as a piece. You are marrying me this month because uh, in this coming month because you have to. Not because you want to. If I lift if I was left to my own devices I would have waited a little longer to get married given you a bit more time but I would have wanted to marry within a year anyway what if I told you to wait proof that it wasn't all a game it wasn't just some prize I wouldn't marry you for another year break your deals break your church Then I guess I'd get even more unpopular with the Church of Aristotle. Hmm. Thought you'd say that. Good answer. But no. Hmm. Part of being the Queen is doing duty. Just wanted to see what you'd say. Ugh. Now I am doing it. Mm, sorry. That's alright. It's, but... Les, if you're having regrets, if you think this whole politics business is going to be too much for you... No, mine. Oh, good. Because, <laughs> you know, some might say that you could... You know, do better? No, mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright then. Actually, squeezes. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, what do you want to do from here? Um, well, Kellen will go hide under his bed. <laughs> yeah. Kellen has a quiet freak out. <laughs> Which he doesn't really talk to anybody about, but he's, you know, just kind of absent for a day or so. Based, based on... Uh, he's, um, you know, worried about losing Bryn. It's the, um, you know, her co- he's worried about Bryn coming to her senses and realising she could do better at, you know, dumping him. <laughs> or realising that she doesn't want to be a queen or whatever. So he, you know, goes off and spars and broods and drinks a bit. Alright. So it's now just hitting half nine. Yep. Um, we can keep going with the session wherever it is you want to go to. We can leave it here. Um, the next thing is um, a kingdom turn. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth just rolling through that or leaving it there. But um, I figured, you know, if it comes with kingdom events, we could yeah. roll through roll through the turn and just not actually resolve any events so much as just have them happen and write them down, have a dramatic cliffhanger style of thing. Yep, you can do. Okay. Alright. Right, so we've got a minus four to the next economy check. Because of your bad weather. Because of the bad weather. Yep. Alright. Should have fixed the weather. Should have what? Fixed the weather. Ah. Uh, how? Magic. Uh. Duh. 
I'm just making noises. Okay. Something completely unusual and unique for me. Yeah. Yes, that's certainly unprecedented. I would never talk just for the sake of hearing the sound of my own glorious voice. Goodness, that's a lot of bill points. Okay, so rolling on through. Um, to begin with, um, it is the month of Aristotle. Yep. Um, Kaelin gets older. Yes, he does. He is now 32. I'm just endeavouring to write it down when I get the chance. Yeah, by all means. I um, haven't done the NPCs as separate birthdays, so I just tend to update them year-wise um, yeah. when you do. Yeah. If you're interested, that puts um, Corwin at 355. Yeah. Uh, Tristan at 26. Yeah. Uh, Bryn at 45. And Michaela at an unknown number. Yeah. <laughs> Michaela in X plus one. Yep. <laughs> Equaling Y. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, Prince, I know she's half elven, but um, I think very significantly younger than me. The notion that she's actually 45 is just odd. Yeah, I think... Um, I think the... The translation into standard human years puts you at slightly older than her. Mm. Because I'm, I'm sort of half orcs don't live as long. I'm kind of about thirty, probably thirty five or thirty six in human years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're ten years her senior. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Age yep. gap wise. Yep. That's not not totally cradle cradle robbing. Okay. Kingdom turn. Yes. Uh, determine your stability. Yes. Yep. Make the check. Lose my point of unrest. Uh, pay consumption. I need to actually check what it is now. Yeah, I thought so. It is six, because we just increased the size of the kingdom. Fill bank of magic item slots. Uh, yep. Uh, one on the one on the temple is vacant. Uh, there's a minor item. Yes. Uh, it is restorative ointment. What the heck does restorative ointment do? Uh, it's something. I believe when you depathfinderize it, it's somebody copyrighted the restorative ointment. Kegatum's ointment. Uh, it contains five applications of uh, neutralize poison slash remove disease slash cure light wounds. Oh, score! It's, it's a magic healy ointment that heals those three different problems depending yeah. on what's wrong with you when you put it on. So basically, you know, if you've been poisoned and you swallow it, it neutralizes the poison. If you've got patches of disease, you put it on and it removes the disease. No, if, no. You're, if you're just stabbed, you put it on and it cures your light wounds. Cool. So um, how much is that? 4,000 gold. 
Right. And that's discounted to 2,000? Correct. Or? Yep. Score? Um, how much? Yes, Kellen. Yes, Kellen. Kellen will buy it. Yep. You can't party fund it if you so desire. Uh. Look at Healy stuff for the party. So. Yes, that's very true. We certainly have enough money in the party fund. Yes. Can I just afford it? Better than your city can only just afford to sustain such a mighty magical. Ah, uh, right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Caitlin is personally carrying that. That is gold. And then, um, because I have used that up, I can get rid of one of the other magic items. Yep. And I'm going to ditch the fine quality potion of a large person from the, um, temple. And make the economy check. Yep. And clear two magic item slots. Okay. Uh, next step is change your leadership. Yes. Um, which I am not doing this turn. Yep. Because, um... Yeah, Brun is not your queen. And Brun is not my queen. Yep. Although, um, it will doubtlessly come up in obvious discussion as to who your new royal enforcer is going yeah, to yeah. be. Yeah, I do want to have some conversations with people about that. Um, claim and abandon hexes. Ah, build yes. stuff. Okay, here we go. And... I am going to claim... E7. Okay. Which is the hex with the fort in it. Staglord's fort? The Staglord's fort. Okay. I believe... Yes, you claim it, the... Um Fort itself needs some work if it's going to be anything. Yeah. But um, could obviously be helpful in building buildings off. Yep. Um, that the that particular hex doesn't do anything madly exciting for you. Yep, that's fine. So, so size of kingdom goes up to thirteen. Consumption goes up to thirteen. Size goes up to 13, effective consumption goes up to 7, control DC goes up to 34. Okay, um, and now I need to consult you for an area of the rules I don't use very often. Um, claiming settlements. Yep. Um, take a little point. Can I do that and build terrain improvements? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Okay. So, which which comes first? Uh, climbing about the hexes. Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, it's build terrain improvements, then create settlements and build buildings. But I don't care if you do them all at once. Sweet. Okay. So, um, I am going to build a terrain improvement. Yep. In not in that hex. But in the hex above, which is um, e, uh, E6, yep. I am going to build a farm to go with my fishery. Okay. So, it's fine. 
should be familiar by now. So it is a hill farm, so that is 4 BP cost. I'll stop making a pig of myself with farm buns. Uh, uh, I feel sheepish about it. Presumably at some point you're going to stop doing that. Jeez, don't have a cow. <laughs> and that reduces my consumption by two. Okay, now I believe I am then going to begin preparing E7 to become a new settlement site, mm-hmm. um, which I believe will take one month and cost two BP. Do I pay the I pay the BP cost immediately? Right. So yes, you pay the. Build point cost immediately. Cool. Right. Because that's basically flattening land, digging wells, infrastructure. So begin preparing E7. Which means next turn I will get a third settlement site. Yep. Next year, next month I will get a third settlement site. I finally make it down south far enough. Mm-hmm. Cool bonus. Okay, and then... Building buildings, if you so desire. Building buildings, yes. Yes, I do desire. Well, I can't fault any. And in the month of Aristotle? Yep. Yes, I want a temple. So Aristotle, in the temple of the Ark. Okay. So... 32, halved is 16. Yep, you already know that, don't you? Because you're building it on the Temple of the Elk. It's um, yep. half price, a half-price temple. Yep. Yep. Okay, and Jod's masterpiece is completed. Yes. The Temple of the Elk finally becomes functional as a full-blown temple as opposed to a little village settlement built around the ruins of something bigger. Yes. You bring in stonemasons, you work on the existing ruins, you try and have it um, bought up to date while still keeping the original architectural stylings. Yeah. I imagine Tristram takes an interest in that aspect, because while he may not like religion, he does, you know, care about architecture. Mm-hmm. Not as much as you, actually. Ah, uh, yes, of course. The a knowledge architecture is one of the ones that he doesn't have trained. Yes. In any case, Caleb cares deeply about the project. In fact, very excited. Right. Could I have a red pen, please? I have been saving these two hexes in Outthrist for some time. Yes, yes, good. Thank you. There we go, Temple of the Elk. <laughs> and Elk's Rest is actually definitely starting to um, head towards running out of space. Mm-hmm. Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 12. Oh, yeah. Still 12 hexes of space, but certainly less options for places to put things. 
Okay. Do you need the things the temple does? Uh, I have written down the things the temple does, which I will dig up, but what I don't have is the special bonus that a temple of Aristotle gives you. Because it, it is one bonus stability. Right. Score. updated your stats? I have. Uh, the kingdom, the um, Elksrest gains two magic, minor magic item slots, and I get two additional loyalty and two additional stability. Yep. Meaning that all of my kingdom stats are now over my control DC, making it impossible to, for me to fail checks when I don't roll ones. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Create army units? Uh, not this turn. Issue edicts? Not right now. Uh, collect taxes. Right, so minus four penalty. Yep. And I net 20 There we are. So um, that doesn't give me anything special for it, does no, it? It no. gives you a success whether you achieve one or not. Yeah. Alright, so... But as a general rule, if you have to have a 20 to succeed, you've botched building your kingdom. Yeah, yeah. So 56 minus 4 is 52 divided by 3... 17 build points. That will do nicely. Plus four. Yep. Okay. And we're up to events. Yes, you are. And there will be an event. Yes, I sense. <laughs> that one was coming. What? Yeah. Could be a lengthy and involved one. Yep. Um, I can. We can just leave it here. I can give you the dramatic setup, or um, you can. Um, we can pursue it, or what have you. Uh, why didn't you just give me the dramatic cliffhanger, and we'll call it there? Okay. So. Kaylin. Is puts all these pieces in play to um, have his glorious temple built and all the rest of it. Yep. Um, this will fall quite early in the month. Yeah. Um, it is the middle of the night when nothing good ever happens. Yeah. And you hear not a not a collected rhythmic knock that you associate with first but a loud banging on the door Uh, it's sort of two o'clock literally two o'clock in the morning at this stage pitch dark outside Uh, there's a loud frantic banging at the door and Tristan's voice shouting in in bordering on a hysterical voice Caelan wake up Caelan Caelan and Galen will scramble out of bed and run full tilt to the door, grabbing his greatsword as he goes, because that's how he rolls. Yeah. And However, he's just in regular clothes because he doesn't sleep in his armour. You fling the door open. Yeah. Um, Tristan is in his very fine silk pyjamas. Yeah. Are they bejeweled? Uh, no, they have sort of gold and silver, th- literally gold and silver thread yep. woven in. Because sleeping on the jewels would actually be uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and 
Tristan looks absolutely panicked. Yeah. Um, he looks, among other things, is fairly obvious. His eyes are red. It looks like he has been crying somewhat. Um, he is panting slightly, like he's like he's run here. Um, and he says, "Kaylin, Kaylin, Tristan, what's up? You have to come with me. It's Bryn. She's still alive. Corwin's doing everything he can for her, but, but." You need to come with me now. And Caelan will go with Tristram immediately. Yep. And do you want to leave that there as the dramatic point? <laughs> no, not really. I told you this would happen. Yeah, and you were quite right. I want to at least go see what's happened to Vryn. Okay. Um, Tristan rushes you to uh, what is actually the um, presently still under construction Temple of Aristotle. Yeah. Um, and he sort of tells you frantically along the way, you, you literally grab your horse and ride double to it yep. to save you some time. To, you know, several minutes worth of time. Yeah. Um, first found her on his patrols. Said she was uh, attacked. I, I don't know. I, he wanted a cord for healing. Uh, Corwin sent for me. She's she's in here, and you are taken in to one of the side rooms, which is basically um, sort of the hospital area of the temple. Um, Bryn is on a bed. Uh, Corwin and Jod are both around her, um, discussing things. Um, Michaela is about twenty steps behind you, coming in. Also, looks like she's been rousted out of bed. Yeah, um, and. Bryn is lying on the bed. Um, she and there's definitely something obviously wrong with her. Uh, she's clearly not bleeding to death. She has a lot of bruises and cuts and things over her that look like you'd, you'd recognise the signs of recent healing. Basically, she's been gashed heavily across the arm here. Somebody's cast a cure spell on it. Now she's just got this light gash that is very slowly healing itself. And in another day or two, it'll be faded altogether. Yeah. Um, but she is still not uh, up and moving. Which She's is what still you... not conscious. No. Yeah. Uh, and Jod looks up as you come in. Ah, uh, Caitlin. Somebody tell me what the bloody hell is going on right now, Caitlin says, holding his... Because um, he doesn't have weapon... Because he's yeah. just wearing his, you know, his, yeah. his sleeping clothes. He doesn't have a weapon sheath, so he's just holding the great sword in his hand. And he doesn't look especially strong or rational. She's... She's alive. Uh, Good. Come with me. Come, come... Let's step outside for a moment. And you step out of the room, he shuts the door to theoretically grant the um, surgeons and Corwin peace to work on her, but they're clearly not doing anything. Yeah, because the um, magical healing has had its day. Um, First found her by Father Bravia's statue about uh, about an hour and a half ago. He brought her straight here. I tried what I had available. She'd... And, and then requested Corwin's assistance. He hasn't been able to help either, so we sent for Lady Mirage. Uh, 
she's been attacked, clubbed, hit, stabbed, beaten. First, from what first described, it must have been a hell of a fight. We've cured her wounds, but there are several other things wrong with her. Uh, Lord Tristan had a brief look at her before he went dashing off to find you. He suspects she may have been paralysed, among other things. Somebody's made a very concentrated effort to kill her and tried half a dozen magical effects to get the job done. She's still alive, I'm sure of it, but uh, helping her may be significantly more difficult than a simple spell than the simple spells we have available at this point, at this exact moment. Aye, but you can, you know, sleep, meditate, prepare new spells, fix her, right? Uh, yes, and and no. Uh, tell me about on, it, tell me about the no part. Exactly what Lord Tristan's got to say. All right, then let's go talk to Tristram. And you go in. Um, Tristan looks is is looking at her and sort of trying to turn her over, snapping his fingers in front of her eyes. Is actively casting some spells of sorts on her, and he doesn't even look up at you as you come in I, I know what you want I can't help you yet step outside, give me a minute, I know this is difficult Michaela, and Michaela steps in Michaela, come out with me please alright, alright and, and Michaela will move out Tristan spends several minutes in with her yep. and nobody here with heal with a skill makes a spellcraft check yep John would surely have heal. <laughs> yeah, but not um, yeah. monstrous ranks. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Tristan's spellcraft, which is plus 15. Yeah. Good. Um, so Tristan comes back out after a moment and he says, Well, I have some I have some bad news, but mostly good. Tell me both. Caleb's um, taking deep breaths and appears to be... Um, heading down off the um, immediate killing ledge. She's been attacked magically as well as physically by (laughs) everything. Somebody must have wanted to succeed here. Uh, Among other things, she's been paralysed. She's been paralysed with a spell or a poison, I can't tell which. I suspect that she's been Diseased here. She's been diseased as well, poisoned, bitten, beaten, and subjected to half a dozen half a dozen different spells to restrain, dominate, or kill her. I haven't yet been able to work out what all of them are, but the good news is, for every magic, there is a counter magic. It's only a question of whether we have it available or whether we need to send out to have it bought in. I. The kingdom's costs will surely cover. The kingdom will surely cover an attack on one of its own councils, not to mention Albert. There's no question that we'll get her what we need. If I have to cover it personally, we will. Among other things, we've got that um, we've got that ointment stuff the temple just came up with. We can spare a couple of doses of that on her and see if it can counteract some of what ails her. Ah, yes, of course. It must have been. There must have been a heck of a 
Ah, this first. And first comes in behind you at this point. Um, gives you the slide nod of the head. Your Majesty, this unit has been gathering information on the crime that has occurred. I have a, pre- I have a very preliminary report. We're all ears. Bryn was attacked outside the, outside the statue of Father Bravia, asking questions around the town. It is apparently well known that she went to speak with him around this around this time every month. And you think on this, and this is something you actually know, yeah. albeit it wouldn't have been the first thing that occurred. This is basically um, associated with the anniversary of when he found her. Yeah. So she goes there to you know, talk to his statue, pray yeah. for his soul, that kind of thing. Um, apparently, such a move was apparently such a move was predictable to her enemies as well. Based on the physical evidence of the scene, I would say she was accosted by several individuals. Magic has been wielded as well. Magic has been wielded as well as weapons. It was a concentrated effort to kill her. This unit finds it unlikely that this was achieved. That this was achieved without any loss on the opposing side. However, bodies have been removed. Whoever it was, they don't want it. They don't want us identifying them from their comrades. This is what witnesses witnesses heard noises and sounds of a scuffle. And, but that, but that is all. But that is all the information of relevance I have been able to ascertain at this time. Because he's literally been looking into the yeah. crime for the matter of like an hour. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know, nonetheless. Thank you. Will and Kalen's at this point grounded the great sword into the dirt and just had, has his hand, and is resting both his hands on it. His hands tighten around the great sword hilt until the knuckles go white. Investigate further. And there is a um, if you want to start concluding this, I can move the next dramatic piece of conclusion if you desire. Yeah, the um, at, at this point, the Kalen's going to endeavor to cure Bryn and hunt down yeah. her attackers. So you you hang around for a little um waiting to see what news is going to be had from her. Yeah. Um, Corwin comes back out and shakes his head. Oh, I'm sorry, lad. I've, I've done everything I can for her today. The lad's given... Lord, Lord Fancy Pants there has given me a bit of an idea on... Actually, he wouldn't have been thinking or it would be Tristan at yeah. point. Tristan there has given me an idea on what may be wrong with her. There's several more spells I can try on the morrow when I've had time to prepare them. Uh, we'll do what we'll do what we can. We'll get her out of this. I promise. In the meantime, you can go in and see her. I cannot say whether she'll hear you or not, but I'm sure it's worth doing. Aye. And Caleb will head inside. So um, he is going to immediately use a couple of the doses of ointment that he's he's got to endeavour to counteract yeah. her condition. Yeah. But don't, wait, I figure we can. Don't worry about that at this yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah, so you go in and you know just it, she's she's everyone's very consistent on she's not dying you know yeah. there's there's no um there's no hurry to treat her as yeah. it were yeah they they've got her stabilized they just can't fix all the different things that have been done to her yeah so because there might be more subtle things than just the usual sort of counteractable easily counteractable effects so you sit down with her um you you know say whatever to her yeah. if you so desire. Yep, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. 
told myself that if anyone could take care of themselves it was you tough strong they bloody well ambushed you bastards cowards it can happen to anyone less there's no shame in that no shame in being surrounded outnumbered We'll find out what's wrong with you. We'll we'll fix you. Find out who did this. And we'll make them sorry. I love you. Come back to me. And as you sit there and you squeeze her hand is clenched tight into a fist and literally frozen that way. Yeah. He's been paralysed after that. And as you're holding your hand, something is poking out of it slightly and just rubbing against your finger. And you give this a good, hard, yeah. yanking pull to pull it out from Bryn's absolute frozen death grip. And out comes a scrap of cloth. Um, not something you have seen before or would associate with her. Your guess, in fact, would be that it's been ripped off one of her attackers. Yes. Um, it is... a symbol that you don't necessarily recognize. Um, it looks like a drawing of an old, kind of withered, bloodshot eye. And Tristan sort of walks in behind you. Tristan sort of walks in behind you and looks over your shoulders. What's that? I don't know. She held it. She had it. I think she must have torn it off someone. Uh, it's a. Is it a religious symbol? Yes. Yes. It looks familiar. It's. It's not that um, hag goddess, is it? Oh. Yes, it is. This is the mark of the cult of Garona, the hag goddess. Right. She wished you misery on you and everyone you loved. Yeah. Well, them that took it upon on themselves to try and carry out her, her wishes are going to learn that misery is a two-edged street. Misery is a two-inch sword. Dum dum dum. <laughs> Alright. And so, uh, stepping out of this for a moment. Yes. You have several choices. Um, so, Bryn has basically been um, assaulted up the wazoo with every spell um, that's feasible to throw at her. Yeah. Not the completely ludicrous obliterate ninth level stuff. Yeah. But she has, among other things, been paralysed, poisoned, diseased, is rendered com- effectively comatose, etc., etc., etc. Some of this you will... I'd, I'd have to look up the specifics of the effects, yeah. but some of this you could probably cure with Corwin, because he's up at third level clearing spells now. Yeah. He'll be your best bet for it. Yeah. Um, 
whatever you can't cure with him that you need actual break enchantment and things for, you can probably buy in and have various people cast. Yeah. Um, it's only a question of time. Um, and pre- But presumably you want to, you know, investigate what's occurred here. Oh, yes. Um, so, you have a couple of choices. First, you get a hero point for this obvious imposition of the plot. Yep. Uh, Brim gets one as well for being taken out off screen. Yep. Although it does suggest they um, brought a suitable, suitable. They brought what I would bring if I was trying to take Brie out, which is a bloody art. Yeah. <laughs> a squadron armed with the most ridiculous assortment of magic cheats they could money could buy. Now, you this this is entirely a meta choice, basically. Yeah. Um, you can endeavor to investigate it with whoever else right now. And have um, Bryn will effectively be KO'd for the duration of the investigation. Yeah. So until you resolve this, she's out cold. Yeah. Um, I.e., you know, if you need to bring in spells or prepare spells or whatever, um, the nitty gritty of that I'm less worried about. Yeah. Um, but you're effectively, if you if you pick that option, she's unavailable for the purposes of helping investigate or bring justice to herself. Yeah. Um, and the second one you have is you can focus on bringing her out of it. Yeah. At which point you put your resources into going and getting the things you need, uh, running off and talking to all the various spellcasters you know, getting the assorted spells, all that kind of thing. At which point um, you will get her up and about and return her to PC status. Yeah. Ungrayed out on the menu screen. Um, however, that will give her... Um, Attack is time to fade into the background. The trail will go colder. The trail will go colder. Yep. Um, it would. It certainly won't be the end of the plot, but it will be the end of the plot for now. Yep. So you can essentially investigate this now, or defer it, continue with your wedding, etc., 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 and you know it will come up again at some later point. Yep. That so that is entirely your choices. Yep. All clear as mustard? I think so, yeah. So, um, the part I'm less clear on... Yep. Um, if I decide to try and track down the scumbags now... Yep. Um, is the conception that that's going to interfere with the wedding? Because I'm not... Like, I can't continue with the wedding? Uh, well, obviously you can't marry her while she's um, Get con- con- functionally comatose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your wedding is still like two months away. Yeah, yeah. So at least six weeks away. Um, so the decision is whether I... I... I would expect you to have comfortably either um, resolve the problem or fail to resolve it to such a degree that yeah. you, you lose the trail entirely by that point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not actually news to you per se that people want to kill Bryn, although these might or might not be different people. Who yeah, want to yeah. Kill the, Bryn. The, um, there's several different. There's people who might want to kill Bryn because she's marrying me. E inside the kingdom. There's people who might want to kill Bryn because she's marrying me outside the kingdom. And then there are pre-existing people who want to kill, uh, kill Bryn completely absent of me. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's plenty. Although more. there's some. Um, 
they've certainly cut out all the middle steps of if it's those guys they've certainly cut out all the middle steps of hiring one budget assassin versus um, sending an entire squad um, to the, up for bear yeah um, the conception from Tristan is basically um, somebody spent at least several thousand gold on this yeah all the assorted scrolls potions and people that would be required yeah you know, would be at least three or four K in gold. Yeah. Um, so one um, couple of things. Certainly wasn't a cheap assassination. Yeah. Um so um I've put a couple of notes down of things I want to sort out post resolving this. Yeah. Um one of them is to have a conversation with first about thirty eight. Yeah. Which we were actually going to do when we got back to the kingdom but um spaced on. Yep. Because there were people who were unhappy about having a um Pytax construct on our council. Yeah. And the conception that I had was that I was going to talk to first about his background and sort it out. Yeah, no problem. So um, I will have had that conversation either retroactively or this is early next month. We, we just got distracted and started yeah, yeah. thing. So perfectly happy for you to do it retroactively. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of other things I want to talk to people about in, in a happy post-assassination resolution um, mm-hmm. thing. I'm likely going to go for picking another party member to investigate with me and trying to track down the killers mm-hmm. with the conception that I'm not abandoning the effort to get Bryn conscious so much as just um, yeah, it's, focusing my attention on tracking her, tracking down the um, killers. It's it's an entirely meta decision. Yeah. Um, you're, you're pretty much establishing either... Kaelin investigates and the trail goes cold. Yeah. You know, to come up again later. Or Kaelin investigates and stuff happens. Yeah. You know, but Bryn is unconscious for the arbitrary duration of stuff. Yeah. I, um, I want to go for Kaelin investigates and stuff happens. I'm okay if at some point I come up against an investigative wall and can go no further. Yeah. But I want to at least take a swing at trying to find yeah. out what yeah. happened. Um, you should theoretically... You, you should theoretically be able to find or find the answers. Yeah. None of it is um, uh, plot-locked for later. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not you can is up to skills and roles and uh, all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's no denying that um, it would be convenient if I could have Bryn because she is my principal um, yes, investigator. Yes. yes, yes, that's not entirely coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't follow people's trails without her, which is going to be damn annoying. But, yes. Okay. Okay. So, is that the end of our session, then? That is the end of our Bryn session. Bryn is on the, on the verge of death, a very expensive and difficult attempt made on her life. Yep. And people are going to be sorry that they did that. Yep. And Kaylin is looking to investigate with a sword. Yep.